You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week two episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is... Marcus Henson, how are you, sir? Hello, NFL Talk people. I am back. Yes, I'm good, thank you, Adrian, mate. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Another week of LFL action is in the books. Week two done and dusted already. What is happening to this season? I don't know. Time is a flying. I'm thinking the time. We're going to be short of it this week because we have a jam-packed show. So join us when we come back for the first of this week's interviews. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. As a special treat for you lovely fans out there, we have a bonus guest this week. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our LFL sideline reporter, Desi Mitchison. Welcome to the show, Desi. Hi, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute honour. To start things off, please could I ask you to advise our listeners a little about your background and how you came to be involved with the LFL? Okay, yeah, of course. So... I started as a model, which I still do model full time, but I'm born and raised from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I grew up watching the Steelers, of course, you know, that's all there is to do in Pittsburgh is sports. Um, and then I moved out to California. I luckily got set up with the LFL and so far so good. Just had my second game. And speaking of uh, games, of course, could you run us through like a, a typical game day routine? Yeah. So usually we fly in the day before um, and then wake up bright and early. I go over some of the stuff um, that I want to ask the players. And then I head into the arena probably around noon, eat lunch, have some sit down interviews with the girls, have a little break time. Um, ask some questions off of the, off of camera for my opening broadcast. Usually I do that while the girls are warming up. So that's cool because I'm on the field, um, in between the players while they're warming up doing my broadcast. And then the game starts and do some questions in between the halves. And then it, before you know it, it's over. It's such a fast day, but so much fun. A lot of people have differing opinions of the league, but as someone who has had a front row seat to the action, how would you describe it? I think people that have those negative opinions about the league need to come to a game because these are real athletes. Like they're amazing, strong athletes. And especially for women to come and see how good these girls are at what they do. I mean, this is their sport. So anyone that has a negative thing to say really needs to see it with their own eyes to see that it's a real game. Like it's not just for show. Absolutely. We completely agree. It's why we do the podcast. But for you, is sideline reporting something that you've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to get into hosting and television. 
So I think sideline reporting is was really exciting when they approached me to do it. I was like, yes, you know, like especially when I heard that it was for the LFL because I just always thought it was such a cool idea and cool concept and there's nothing else like it on TV. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely hope that it leads to more as well. To finish off the interview, we would like to ask you a few quick fire questions, if that's OK. Yeah, let's do it. What song is at the top of your playlist? Oh, boy, I'm a Pandora listener, so it depends what kind of mood I'm in, but I love everything. I love hip-hop, country, alternative. It's it's changing by the day. (laughs) How about this one? What is the favorite place you've ever traveled to? A year ago, I got to go to Bora Bora, so that was probably at the top of the list. (laughs) It was gorgeous. If you could interview anybody in history, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. Anybody in history? Uh, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting interview. So, Jesus, you died. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want to talk to Jesus? That's what I'll do. That's who I'll interview. <laughs> how about we take down a notch and we want to know how you relax after a busy, crazy NFL game day? I get to leave before everyone else because I guess I'm lucky and I don't have to do cleanup. So (laughs) I'm out of there by 11 and I go back to my hotel room and fall asleep pretty much. That's usually that's what I've done the last two games. Went to bed right away because everyone else is there until like one in the morning. (laughs) That sounds like a good use of your time. (laughs) Yes, everyone needs good sleep after a day like that. Yeah, we've been there. We understand. We were there for the Legends Cup final last year, so we helped out where we could, and we know um, how much effort all the backroom staff, in particular, put into uh, into the game day productions. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. You guys got to go to that. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing atmosphere. I know, amazing. I know, I loved it, Marcus. Wow, it was yeah, breathtaking experience. Yeah, I bet, especially the location. That's awesome. Yep, and we were front row seats as well. We were kind of right on the five yard line, so we couldn't have asked for more. Doing the stats for the uh, the app during the game, brilliant experience. But enough about that. The final question I want to ask that I'm sure the fans will be dying to hear the answer to: How would you rate the hosts of LFL Talk? Oh, I would rate you guys at above ten. So let's do 20, double. <laughs> well, there is two of us, I suppose. <laughs> there you <Ten> go. <laughs> Excellent. Well, brilliant. On behalf of myself, Marcus, and all of our lovely listeners, thank you for coming on the show today, Desi. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, you know, thanks for having me, guys. And anytime, I'll come back on and talk to you guys. It's fun. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And fully games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. We come on now to the game review, Omaha Heart versus the New England Liberty. Now, 
going into this game. I think both myself and Marcus had predicted a New England Liberty win. But what happened, Marcus? Oh, man, you know what? Great way to step up by Omaha. It was, you know, packed out in the Ralston Arena, man. And there was a lot of controversy. You're sitting there going, New England coming into this game. A lot was put on the back of Alex Drake. And, you know, just didn't quite match up to that sort of the height. I don't know. Maybe it's just the jitters of the first game. But, oof, a couple of bad interceptions. But, no, fair play to Omaha. They wanted it more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm so pleased that they stepped up. I know I said last week I didn't see much chance from doing it, but I really hope that they would. And they went out and they proved everyone wrong, almost like it lit a fire. Now, to help us with our game review, please join me in welcoming Omaha Hearts starting quarterback, Lindsay Howell. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Now, before we come on to the game itself, as this is your first time on LFL Talk, please can you advise our listeners a little about your background and who or what inspired you to start playing? Well, um, I played a lot of sports throughout high school and I didn't get a chance to play in college and I kind of regret that. So now being an adult, I used to see lots of stuff posted on Facebook with people that I knew that were playing and I was like, what are they doing? So I had to check it out and then I found out where trials were last year and I just kind of hopped up on it. Omaha is such a a prolific team um, but this year we saw a set of new coaches I mean how did they differ in their approach to Coach Allen from last year? Well last year I just feel like the team wasn't like a main priority I think the coaches had other things going on where they didn't have the time to teach us and help us learn the game because like for myself I had never played football before I played basketball softball and soccer I never played football before, so I'm athletic, but I didn't know a lot about the game of football, so I needed to be taught. So this year, the whole coaching staff is just wonderful. Like, they're great teachers. They're just awesome. They spend tons of time with us, even outside of practice. We come on now to the game itself, and a lot of people, including ourselves, um, had you as the underdogs. Did that affect your mindset going into the game? Honestly, that fueled our fire. Every time we saw something on social media or anything about us, we would just like, just laugh and be like, we cannot wait to show them what we've been doing. Like, it just kind of made us more excited. And speaking of excited, I mean, that Omaha crowd has a big reputation for being very passionate and making a lot of noise during the game. Do you feel that helped the team at all? Yeah, the more I hear cheering um, makes me play that much harder, just knowing that they're having such a great time watching us and cheering us on. So we'd like to get more people in the stands. I think after last year, you know, we kind of lost a few fans, but I think we won them back after this last game. Yeah, and I have to say, um, I stand completely corrected, and I think you uh, played a great game against New England, and um, it's great to see that uh, revived Omaha franchise. Now, looking down the road, in order to get to the playoffs, you have to beat either Atlanta or Chicago. Is there one of those that you see a better opportunity for the win? Oh, yeah. I think we, as a team, have the ability to beat any team in this league. We just have to prepare for battle. So we're really looking forward to playing Atlanta. We did in the game, we did some good things and we did some bad things. We know what we need to work on. So we'll be prepared. We hope to see that sort of revived fire against Atlanta. Now, for all young female athletes out there who are thinking about getting into sport themselves, what advice would you give as an LFL athlete for them to get involved? I would say just ask around, um, make sure you're fit, make sure you're going to the gym, uh, doing your part to be an athlete. It took me a while to find out where Trousen 
and stuff for. So I would just ask a lot of questions and um, just be prepared in the fitness world. To finish off the interview, we have a few quick-fire questions for you, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, start off with a nice, easy one, perhaps. College football or NFL? Oh, NFL. <laughs> that was too easy. Yeah. Uh, in which case? I know. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What is your favourite animal, then? Uh, well, I would have to go with a lion, just because I'm a Leo. A good choice. Now, if you were stranded on an island and only had three things with you, what would they be? I would have to have my headphones, because I need music. Um, I would have to have something to eat because I love eating. Um, I would say just to survive, I would probably need some water. Yeah, no bad choices, to be fair. But how about this? <laughs> One more quick fire question. Can Omaha win the Legends Cup this year? Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind. Now, before we let you go, Lindsay, we would like to give you an opportunity to shout out a chance to acknowledge any fans, um, anyone who has helped you on your journey. So we're going to give you 10 seconds just to give them a... A quick shout out, or of course, you can talk smack to your next opponents. I would like to give a shout out to uh, my coach, Tony Doremus, my offensive coordinator, Eric Johnson, Coach Bo, Coach Travis on defense, they're amazing. And also my parents, Barb and Bill Howell, for supporting me all these years. Well, thank you for coming on the show today, Lindsay. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting, and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. This is Chastity Morales, wide receiver, playing for the Austin Acoustics, and you are listening to LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. Right now, it's the part of the show that we're going to look ahead onto the week free action. Seattle coming into town to LA Temptation. Now, some of the actual sort of key build-ups this game. It's a new look LA. New players, they need to step up big. And of course, big grudge match against Seattle. These guys played in the West for the last couple of years. Uh, Adrian, what do you think about the keys for, the say, the Seattle Mist? Keys for Seattle Mist? Well, it's going to be seeing how they cope with two of their ex-players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against that LA front line. I mean, now they've got Megan Hansen in there. You've obviously got Hall of Famer Mo Gax in there. We've got the cornerbacks. We've got Chelsea Hart. We've got Ogum Tchindu. We've got Toy Emery who'll probably come in as a rover position, similar to Danica Brace. And of course, you've got one of my favourite players. You've got Lily Granston playing at safety, and we all know how hard she hits. Absolutely. And of course, we've seen what uh, Seattle can actually produce this season so far. Now, of course, for me, some of the keys are definitely going to be them establishing that run game, getting physical with Stevie Schnorr. She's just going to have to try and plough through this game. And also, they really need to harass Jane Caldwell coming back to the quarterback position. Don't let her get comfortable. And of course, the week before against Austin, we saw them kind of switch off to the end when they got a lead. They can't afford to do that. LA will come back and bite them in the ass. However, LA's key matchups, I'm thinking Jane Caldwell on that offensive line. They've got to be sharp. They've got to give her time to throw and attack that second view of Seattle. And they've got to stay competitive for the full four quarters. What do you think? I have to agree. It's going to come down to how Jane Caldwell adopts at quarterback to the US League, really. We've seen her play for Queens and Brigade. Um, obviously, that was when she first got into the game. So it was a little bit shaky at times. But the more she played the more her confidence grew. And you think that coming into LA with the story that that franchise has, you know, there's lots of experienced players around that can help coach her up as well as coach Tui as well, who can help get her mind right for the big games. Speaking about getting her mind right, let's ask her herself. I'd like to now welcome onto the show, Jane Caldwell, quarterback for the Los Angeles Temptation. Good to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Now, before we go into some questions, as it's your first time on LFL Talk, we were wondering if you could explain to our listeners 
how and why you became a part of the LFL? Throughout high school, I played sport my whole life. So throughout high school, you know, I played touch football, volleyball and all that kind of stuff. And it was cool. Like, I loved it, right? But it was starting to get a little bit boring and I was starting to get a little bit over. I was looking for, like, something new to do. So then I heard about the LFL exhibition or fantasy game coming to Australia and the league starting up there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. So they're like... Uh, you probably won't make it and all this kind of stuff, you know. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go try out. And I had no expectations whatsoever to make the team. But I went and tried out and I made the team and now I'm here in LA. Like, it's crazy how it all worked out. Yeah, and with that, from your time at Queensland and you were in Atlanta last mm-hmm. year, what made you choose to make the move to LA this year? At the beginning of this year, I um, I had a lot on. Um, my best friend was getting married. I had a lot of travel to do um, with my family and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't make the commitment to, to play for Atlanta and the schedule that they had on. So for a while there, I was without a team. And then uh, my best friend, Ty Emery, she's also on the Los Angeles Temptation. She was playing for Las Vegas last year. She actually recruited me to the LA team. So, um, you know, I was a little bit lost. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. So she was like, yeah, well, let me hit up Tui, um, Coach Tui, our coach, and see if he needs you to be on the team and we'll, we'll get things going. So I told him my situation. I had to be back home for my best friend who was getting married and all this kind of all this travel in between. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Just come, like, when you're ready, come to LA and we'll see how things go. So that's kind of how it all happened. I had no expectations of playing for LA this year. I actually, I actually got a place in Atlanta for 12 months at the end of last year because I thought I was playing for Atlanta this year. So, yeah, so how it's worked out, it's been so crazy. You know, it's been so unplanned, but... You know, I think like the universe works in different ways for a reason. And I think this is all happening for a good reason. And this is also the first time that me and my best friend Ty will be playing on the same team since we played together at the Queensland Brigade. So I think it's a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. Hopefully a good blessing for those fans. But LA, I mean, it's got a very proud history within the league. Did it phase you at all trying to take on the, the quarterback role for such a prolific team? Well, when I first started playing quarterback for the Queensland Brigade, um, one of the quarterbacks that I looked up to was Ashley Salerno. She was an absolute baller. I love the fact that, you know, she played um, on her men's high school team. Now she's playing in the LFL and, you know, she's known as the best quarterback in the LFL. So I always looked up to her. You know, I reached out to her um, before my Queensland Brigade rookie season started, trying to get some tips and, you know, like trying to ask her and um, sort of get her to like mentor me a little bit. Um, So the fact that now it's worked out the way that I'm sort of taking over her role and, you know, stepping into her footsteps, you know, it's like, it's amazing. She's actually reached out to me and, you know, she said, when you move to LA, let me know. We can get some work in together. I didn't ever think that she would uh, take the time out to help me out. And it actually, it's it's amazing that she uh, does want to help me out like that. So I appreciate it so much. And um, it is big shoes to fill, very big shoes to fill because she's an absolute baller. But you know what? I'm ready to step up and take the role. Like, that's why I'm here. I didn't fly all the way from Australia to, you know, to sit on the bench. So I'm ready to... I'm- ready to ball out this season now how do you feel the team has progressed during training camp and with a handful of Aussies on the roster have you now officially taken over LA <laughs> yeah actually we joke about that a lot it's like the Aussie takeover in LA so yeah the girls that uh, are in LA at the moment from the New South Wales surge so I played against them uh, in LFL Australia so I I had I knew who they were, but I'd never actually talked to them or met them until we, you know we came together in LA so I actually love how we have that Australian camaraderie kind of you know we have it down in Australia we have a different uh mindset towards sportsmanship and um it's so good to have other girls who think like us on the team you know the American girls 
they they grew up with sports in America, and it was a, it's a little bit different to how we grew up in Australia. You know, it's it's just different. I don't know how to explain it, but it's so good to have her, Ty, Kiana, Quincy, all on the team who are Australian, and you know, they, we think the same. So um, yeah, we joke all the time how it's an Australian takeover, but I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, like New South Wales was our rival in Australia. So I don't know if you guys know about that Queensland New South route. New South Wales rivalry we do. in the rugby but yeah. yeah you know you guys know about that yeah so um but I knew straight away as soon as we came together in LA there wouldn't be any of that you know any of that petty drama or beef or anything like that um uh, I knew that we'd straight away just come together and just click and we have you know I love having other Aussies on the team it feels great now you speak about clicking coming up on Sunday Temptations mm-hmm. first game this year is against the defending champion Seattle uh, what's your yep. feelings going into that game uh we feel very confident actually especially after these last couple of practices you know like uh we all come together with like this team you know there's girls from Seattle there's girls from Atlanta like one of my uh, former teammates Nas Johnson she now plays for the LA as well um, we've all come from different places, you know, and we're all we're all different, but we're coming together for the same cause. We all want to win. We want to bring this championship back to L.A. And having that mindset and going into pra- every practice with that same mindset and going into this game, it's unbelievable. We're so ready. And we know that they're defending champs, but you know what? Like, we're not seeing them as the defending champs. L.A. is just as much of the championship team as Seattle is. And I think maybe the last couple of years, people have overlooked L.A. and their talent, but no, when you see this roster and how we all come together, the, we, we've come together for a reason, you know, and the LA have, they won three championships in the past and they're known as a championship caliber team. And on Sunday, we're just going to show them that. So if it was possible to pick out three keys to Los Angeles winning on Sunday, what would they be? LA would, um, they're absolute killer of a defense. Um, I've actually never gone up against a defense in practice as LA's defense. So I've gone up against Atlanta's defense and Queensland Brigade's defense um, as a quarterback in practice. And I would have to say LA's defense is the hardest that I've gone up against. So defense definitely would be a huge key to our success on Sunday. And then also I would have to say getting our passing game, right? You know, connecting with the receivers and also having a strong run game. Those will be our three keys to our success on Sunday. Well, that's brilliant. That's that's what we were after there, Jane. Yeah. Now, to keep the interview a bit of fun, we figured we'd put in some lighthearted quickfire questions just to keep this <laughs> a little bit fresh. Are you ready All for right, them? Cool. Yeah, I am. All right, let's go. Yeah, you ready for it? I love it. Okay, right. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I don't know. Definitely? Definitely. <laughs> okay. What has the best beaches, Gold Coast or LA? Uh, Gold Coast, hands down. That's not even a contest. <laughs> Which do you prefer playing in, an arena or outside on turf? Uh, outside on turf. Which teammate would you rather be shipwrecked with? Touch with that you never are shipwrecked. We don't want that. But if you yep. had to be, who would you, who would you rather be shipwrecked with? It would have to be Ty Emery, my best friend, uh, because we've been through a lot together. We've done a trip around the States together, and I'm very personal. I don't like people in my space, but she's the one person that I'll allow in my space. So if I'm going to be shit-wrecked with someone, it'll be her. (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite cheat day snack? Ooh, okay. If we're in Australia and I'd never been to the States, I would have given you something Australian, like grilled or like burgers or something like that. But now that I'm in the States, I know exactly what my cheat day snack would be. It would be, uh, do you, I don't know if you, you guys have heard of it, but it's Zaxby's. It's chicken. It's like kind of like fried chicken, kind of. I don't know. It's like a like a fast food place. It's called Zaxby's. They have it in the south in Atlanta. I absolutely love it. Followed by Brewster's, which is an ice cream place. So I would have fried chicken and ice cream. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get out there to the States to try some of this, I think, for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love the fried chicken in the South, and I love ice cream. So that would definitely be my cheat day snack. Mention this one a little bit there. What is the one thing 
you missed the most about Australia? Oh, the one thing I missed the most about Australia. It would have to be, mm, that's a hard one, because I would miss a lot of things about Australia, so I'm like trying to pick one thing. It'd have to be a toss-up between my dogs and my mum's cooking. It'd have to be a toss-up between those two. I miss my dog so much, but I miss my mum's cooking so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's understandable. Which team are you most looking forward to playing against this year? Um, I'm looking forward to playing Atlanta. You know, my old team, uh, I know the girls. I'm finally looking forward to playing against them. I know what it's like to play with them and stepping on the field with them. So now I want to see what it's like to play against them. So I'm very interested and looking forward to playing that game. Uh, And what makes it bittersweet is that it's in Atlanta. And I have a lot of friends and family out there. So, um, and it's also the last game of the season. So I'm looking forward to that game. Absolutely. As I think we all are. You will be happy to know that, Jane, that is the end of the questions we're going to grill you with. So we just want to give you a big thank you for taking part in the interview. Oh, no problems. Thank you so much for having me. I love this kind of stuff. That's all right. It's our pleasure. But we figured <laughs> send you out with a big shout out where you now have 10 seconds to give yourself your fans, whoever you want out there, a 10-second shout-out to end the show. Okay, all right, cool. Um, well, first of all, I would love to shout-out my my family, my mom, my dad, my brother. Um, they've been an absolute huge support to me. Uh, I'd like to shout-out my coaches, Tui, and my teammates in LA, and, of course, the fans that support us every single day. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today, Jane. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. I love hearing the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Spunhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. To finish off the show, Marcus, I think we should give the fans what they have been waiting for. Not the outro music, of course. I am talking about our weekly predictions for next week's games. Marcus, who do you have winning and by what score? Okay, right. I'm going to upset a lot of people. I'm going to probably side with a lot of people, but. For me, what I've seen so far this season, I've got to go give it to Seattle with a scoreline of 34-18. Now, don't get me wrong, I think LA could be competitive in this game. However, I think that come by halftime, it's going to be close. But I think that third and fourth quarter, KK's going to start finding her rhythm. Stevie's just going to keep running the football and the LA defense could get tired and just end up like not being able to keep up. You're going to be pleasing and annoying a lot of people, it seems like there, Marcus. But... uh I'm going to come on now to uh, LA. I think it's going to be a lot closer than maybe you're giving it credit for. I think this is going to be a real slugfest, similar to how their first game was last year. I'm going for Seattle 21, LA 19. There's going to be some hard hits. Those Aussies are going to take over the show. It's going to be collisions galore, and I am really, really looking forward to it. Ah, but still going for the, the, the champs to win, I see. Yeah, but only by a little margin because I think it's going to be a real close game. And in the end, it will come down to just one mistake. That's all that's going to happen. You heard it here first, guys. Now, to finish off, I'd like to thank our guests, Desi Mitchison, Lindsay Howell and Jane Caldwell. Also, I'd like to thank our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions, my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. 
Remember to stay tuned to LFL360.com for all of the latest news around the league. And of course, you can also catch our previous episodes of LFL Talk. Until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. Bye.